Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. All right, welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen. I am Matt. This is Cornell. We are your hosts. I got that right. Uh, and um, yeah, we got a good show for you today. <laughs> I practiced that. <laughs> nice. It, it sounds like you did. It sounds yeah. natural. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it's like when you start practicing things like this, it's like, um, you know, I'm walking around like kind of lipping it and as I'm doing stuff and, you know, people are looking at me like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, no, nobody. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Cornell, how you doing? I'm good. Nice. Uh, had a interesting day today. Uh, have one of those rooftop tents, and yeah. it was on a, my old truck. And then I had to figure out how to put it on my new truck. And yeah. they're not light, and they're very awkward. But I was able to figure out how to get it up and install it. Nice. Ninety nine percent on my own. There was a one okay. time where I had a little bit of help. That was very helpful. Uh, but then the other part, what was that threw me off a little bit is I've never been someone who wants to push weightlifting on my kids. Right. Um, right. I would love them to do it. I would love them to be interested in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would want to be their coach just because I think it would be better if I'm not in, if it's something that I really like, I don't want to piss them off. Yeah. And I think that yeah. they're going to give more respect to somebody who's not me. I mean, uh, you're, you're not lying about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my son did say the other day he wants to start going to the, like a 24 hour fitness. So we ended up getting a membership today and we went for the first time and that was <laughs> very interesting. Nice. <laughs> that, yeah. It's um, coaching your own kid is an interesting thing. Like I coached Jackson for the first time just this last spring or about a year ago now, I guess. But uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me is like, and I told him this after the season, I was like, this probably is the last season you'll have me as your coach. Because there's in uh, like uh, almost, uh, almost they're too comfortable. He was too sure. comfortable. And he would come to me when about things that like, you know, I don't think he would go to a normal coach for. And, I, and he's like, why dad, I really like it when you're the coach. And I was like, yeah, no, I get that. And that's cool. But like, A, we could, there could, there will be a budding of heads and our relationship will need to be stronger. You know, and I'm talking to a 10 year old, remind mm -hmm. me, remember that, but, or, or B, like, I'm not going to be able to give you the directive and the, the skill set and the technical part that somebody else will, because sure. at the end of the day, learning from an outside source, I think is the best way to learn. Yeah. But what we're going to do is not necessarily weightlifting. Like, yeah. Who knows? He might want to learn a little bit and I'm not opposed to it. But in the beginning, I was never one of those ones where I have so many people and I've known so many people like, Oh, you got to get your kids into it. You're, they're mm -hmm. going to be so good. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to push this on them. Yeah. So yeah. You never want to push it on them because it just, it makes it, I mean, yeah, it just makes it like, Oh, I have to do this because my parents are saying so. Yeah. No. And I figure if I don't push it, hopefully they'll want to do it eventually. Yeah. yeah. And then it won't be, if, if they really want to do it, it could potentially turn into one of those things where, okay, you start coming to the, the strength tank with me. 
right. you start getting coached by my coach or by one of the other coaches there. Right. Um, and then it could be something where we can just lift together because eventually if this did happen, our numbers would cross paths. So yeah, absolutely. And, and that, and that's the exciting part. It's like, it's like, I want to be my kid's number one fan. I don't want to, I already discipline him at home. I don't want to be out there disciplining him on the field or in the weight room or whatever. Like I want to be a fan. I want to lift with him. I want to get out there and play, you know, catch with him. Um, I want to let somebody else do all that other stuff and teach him the ropes and teach him the way. Because like I said, I'm already disciplining him at home. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a line that you just got to be really careful with. Some people can do it. I, I, I don't think that it's for me. No, I was homeschooled. So there was that line between mom and teacher all the time. And it, it got crossed. I mean, there was no, there was no line. It was. Yeah. That's interesting. Like you're in the middle of an assignment and it's go do the dishes. And it's like, I'm doing school. It's like, no, the dishes need to get done. (laughs) And then it's on a Saturday and you're like, it's the weekend. And your mom's like, Hey, you didn't finish this. Go do it. I'm like, it's the weekend. She's like, you didn't finish it. I'm like, my teacher wouldn't know that. (laughs) oh boy i bet that was extra extra hard because i mean um i like the idea of uh of homeschool i think that it uh it can lead to some really good things um i don't know man you know i think that there's there's the grass is green on both sides to be honest with you like you know it just depends on the type of person you are and how you learn um how did you were you always homeschooled or what did it start at a certain age did you have- uh, I had I had some reading disabilities and some brain problems, not like functioning, but just like the way that my brain interpreted things. So I was okay. just never good in school. Yeah. Uh, so my second grade teacher, she very much recommended that I was homeschooled. So then my mom did that. My one sister went to school for kindergarten and then was homeschooled. And the other two sisters were homeschooled all the way throughout. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, kudos to your mom for that because yeah that must have been tough i mean i i like i said i i like the idea of it and i've always like thrown it out like hey you know what i'll just quit my job and i'll homeschool and lana's looking at me like no you won't <laughs> no you're not um right. and she's she's not gonna do it so yeah yeah no i think like my life growing up as a kid was completely different than almost anybody else that I knew where I had so much more experiences and freedoms going on. But at the same time, I hated school so much. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a really big believer on school is a bunch of crap that it's, it's a, it's a way that the government is going to be paying. I mean, it's a money thing. Yeah. And they're kind of like trying to create these people who are just going to go in and be on the hamster wheel and do their thing. And I mean, if, I shouldn't have graduated based on how much work I actually got done. Right. I think my last two years in school, I realistically did about a month and a half's worth of work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm fine. I mean, I've, right. I've ran right. businesses. I'm running a division of the one that I'm working with now. Um, it so much of that school stuff is really not needed. Well, it's interesting. And I have, I have somewhat similar thoughts because I think, uh, school, college, all that stuff, it's a system, right? And in order to, um, you know, society has, has the majority of society has put it out there that a system 
is how you become successful or following a system, right? And so that's the mindset. And it's like, okay, well, I have to go to school because this, nobody knows they're going to school because of a system. Like I got out of high school and I was like, that did nothing for me <laughs> except for give me sports. Now, um, there was a big part of that where it was like um, sports was, sports got me through school and, and, and helped me uh, keep a, a grade average that I needed to play sports. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I could have went down a different path easily without sports. I was through, I, I, my dad kept me in, in sports like all year round, three sports, whether I liked it or not. And let me tell you, there was, I was bad at some of those sports. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very physical in basketball <laughs> to the point where I, I mean, my, my junior year, I was getting technicals and just thrown out of games for like flipping off the crowds and tackling people. <laughs> like they're like, you can't do this. And I'm like, this is how I play. You know, I'm, I'm a dumb 17 <laughs> year old and whatever. But um, yeah, school, uh, school brought me sports. And that's, that's really what it was um, because outside of that, the GPA did nothing for me. Uh, the, what the diploma got me into college, you know, but you can get into college otherwise, if you do other things. I don't know, man. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird system. It's a weird, weird system. And I think the we're starting to see a switch in society where people are realizing that college is not a necessity. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't go to college. I think if you want to go to college, go to college, you know, I, I'm, and that's a great thing, but I don't think it's the necessity that was always pounded in my brain um, growing up. And I don't know, did you, being homeschooled, did you have your mom like, be like, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. They basically told me as long as I was in school, I didn't have to pay rent. Um, so it took me four years to get my AA degree, two year, two year degree took me four years. Um, so I went for that, but I knew from the beginning that I didn't want to go and I, but I also knew that I didn't want to pay rent (laughs) and I started working construction at 14 years old. And I just figured this is probably what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life in one form or another. Yeah. Um, So, but I mean, there was some definite good parts where my dad was a, a sales rep. And as long as this will date me (laughs) as, as long as he had a fax machine uh, he was pretty much able to work from anywhere. Okay. So like we would go on, my uncle's boss owned a cabin up in the mountains and we would go up for three to four weeks every winter up to the mountains. Nice. So I was able to, at the time, uh, do school in the cabin and then go snowboarding for a couple weeks. Uh, so like that- we would do like three to four one week trips up there a year. See, and that, and that's why I really, I really um, love to entertain this idea of of homeschool because, like, um, I, you know, it gives you the. Not only does it give you the flexibility, it gives you the flexibility of doing your work um, either when it needs to be done or when you can do it, and it allows you to um, work on things outside of school because you know when you go to a, a public school, it's like or private school, I guess. Um, you know, you're going to classes and then you're socializing with your friends and then you're going to class and you're socializing with your friends. Well, in my mind, like, and, and mind you, I got my, my business degree, uh, at an online school. And so I felt like that was the best way to, um, really understand on how to go to school because I, 
my grades were increasingly better. Um, but like the idea that I could work on other things such as business opportunities, such as things that will, will propel me in life while mm -hmm. I'm doing this other stuff. Um, it, it just seems efficient to me. You yeah. know, it's like, we were talking about supersets the other day. I'm like, that's efficient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the idea of it. And you know, um, so you got, you got into construction pretty early then. Yeah, I was really I young. Okay. Yeah, I was just turned. Actually, I was just about to turn 14. I was still 13. Wow. And That's cool. one of my friends that I used to do a lot of like wakeboarding and snowboarding stuff with his, his uncle invited him to come to work on a Sunday evening, mm -hmm. uh, painting a bank that needed to be done that night. And they were supposed that whole family was supposed to come over to my house and so his mom said he couldn't because they were going over to our house for dinner. And then he was like, he can bring his friend. And my buddy was not a good worker. Yeah. Yeah. And I was someone who like, I knew that I, I, I knew when to work hard and I knew how to, how to work hard. Yeah. And this other kid didn't. And I actually got hired on like the next day with that company. And I worked two to three days a week all through high school. Um, and then through my extended two-year degree <laughs> in college and got my contractor's license at 22 years old. Wow. That, I mean, that's impressive. You know, I mean, and, and it goes to show like the, the mindset you had, you know, cause you were 14, you were, you know, you had the ability of being a homeschooler to be able to do that. And that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like you could, I, I guess, I guess if you went to a public school, somebody, a public school person could go and, and get a job after school and all that. But, um, I don't know. Um, I, I really, I really like the idea of being able to learn how to manage your own schedule at a young age. I think that's really helpful to be able to do. Cause I, I don't know if you see it, but I see it in our, in the workforce in my, uh, industry. And these people don't know how to manage their time. And they're like <laughs> 28, 30 years old. And I'm like, God damn it. Come on people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think that there's no wrong way as long as you're, you know, doing something that is going to help you and benefit you in the future. Yeah, no, I definitely think that, I think that's also, um, like I was raised in a way that wasn't the normal right. and it wasn't the way that everyone was saying that I had to be raised and everyone, like all my parents' friends were being like, Oh, your kids are going to turn out weird and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And it was like, there's more than one way to succeed. Yeah. absolutely. And I mean that, I think that's another thing. Just, I know this is kind of a weightlifting talk or a weightlifting podcast thing, but <laughs> there's more than one way to succeed in weightlifting hundred percent. And yeah, I think I that, that there's so many people that are just locked into this is the program. I have to do every single rep, every single percentage. I don't do anything more. I don't do anything less. And then at the end of the cycle, I get my one kilo PR and then I start <laughs> over again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that sounds, that sounds awful. It does. <laughs> it sounds horrible. And, and I'm, my personality has always been the like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to go off program sometimes, or I'm just 
not even going to do the program sometimes and just take a, take a day to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get like a 10, 15 kilo PR. Yeah. And yeah, I might not get another one for a couple of years, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to keep chasing it. And then I, I just see all these other people that I know of. That I don't want to drop any names on teams that I know, but <laughs> they stick to the program. It's like, dude, you just hit this. Like it was a joke let's go up. Oh no, it, it, it's not on the program. We're going to get a heavy day in three weeks. And I'm like, you might not be in good shape. You might have a bad day's rest. You might, who knows what happens. You're dude. And, and I think <laughs> uh, you bring up such a good point. And by the way, that was a great transition into what we were talking, what we're going to talk about is this idea of, um, you know, understanding, having, having awareness of who you are as a lifter. And, um, you know, there's, there's so much to that, you know, you know, there's a lot, there's people out there that like to just take weightlifting and glorify it. Like we're some, you know, warriors going, going to war. And it's like, for me, like calm that down. Like war means something different, you know, like war, war is genocide, like war has genocide in it. Where, why do we want to talk about that? You know, I hear it a lot in football too. Like I've been, I've been watching a lot of the playoffs and, and you hear a lot of the players afterwards being like, oh, it was all out war out there. This is war. And it's like, I just, I kind of wish we could have a different analogy for it because yes, it is um, something that you are competing against and you're trying to win, but this is a, this is a weightlifting uh, meet or a football game. We're not going out there killing other people to try to win. Right. Like that. And that's a, and, and I've always, I've never resonated with that, that feeling of warrior. And I mean, I, I used to love the, uh, I still do like the, um, the Viking, you know, movies and series. And I love lifting to like the, the, (laughs) and I get made fun of a lot for this. So, mind you but i'll lift to like viking drum beats you know and like and that's kind of a, it, it kind of gets my blood going and all that but i'm not thinking about like this is a war or a battle i'm just like this is this is just something i have to do i it's for me and i try to talk to people about this but it's like it's ingrained on a on a certain work ethic has been ingrained in me where that came from i can't pinpoint it I couldn't tell you one thing or another, but what I could say is like, I just inherently know that if I want to be successful at something, I got to keep working at it. And it doesn't like, you know, you, everybody measures success in different ways, right? Like Mm -hmm. success is measured by the individual. Like I, I, you know, I could go out here and at this next meet and hit, you know, my, my ultimate goals of 110 right now it's 110, 145. Like that's what I'm shooting for. But if I don't hit it, I'm not going to look at it as it wasn't a success. You know, I'm going to be like, I trained up to that. I did the program. I followed my um, what my body was telling me. I had the awareness. And then I went out there and I, I paid the money. I paid the money to compete. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there as an Easter egg. But um, I paid money to go to this competition. I talked to people. I got to see people. I had a great time. My family's going to you know come and watch and that's a success. Like you completed something. And for me, like completion is, is success. And then you get to measure your success after like how, okay, how well did I do? I don't know. Yeah, no, that people don't 
pay their own money to get shipped <laughs> off the war. No, they sure don't. <laughs> you know, you're, no. I mean, you are enlisting. I think these days you do enlist yourself, but you're not. You're not like, hey, okay, I want to, I want to pay to be into the Air Force. You know, yeah. you got to earn that shit. And they're going to be paying you. Yeah, exactly. For a good reason. Yeah. No, I kind of. My mindset has been much more like when I when I hear people talk about the whole like going to battle, going to war, uh, how you have to be so hardcore to do this sport. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like this sport is fun. This sport is enjoyable. Um, I personally never was in the military at all, uh, but I have a lot of friends who have. And the ones who've had been in battle that I've talked to, like they're not. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't right. something they would like to do. It's not, it was something they couldn't wait to get out of. Yeah. Um, and I've seen so many of these people that are definitely in that. I want to go like, we're, we're battling, we're going to war, we're doing this, we're doing that. They, they jump out of the sport like all the time. Like they don't stick yeah. around. They, they retire, they quit. They, they get distracted by other things that are easier and, uh, simpler. And I, right. I personally have kind of looked at this and again, I'll, I'll, this will make more sense in a second, but like, yeah. I'm not a dancer, but I look at weightlifting as it's, it's like a dance. It's something that it's a skill you're going to learn and you enjoy doing it and you can do it by yourself in a garage and have fun. Mm -hmm. You can do it in a gym with a bunch of other people and have fun. Mm -hmm. There's competitions to see who can do it the best. Uh, but it's something you don't, you don't hear people being like, Oh my gosh, I have to, I have to go do this dance competition. Like it's, it's always like, it's something that they're excited. They're going to train for, they're going to prep for. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. Yeah. And it, it's not something that you dread and that all of those kinds of things. Yeah. I really like that. And that's, that's a really, um, it's a really cool way of looking at it. Um, and, and I have, I kind of have my own personal way of looking at it, but, um, and I'll, I'll go into that in a second, but I, I really enjoyed how you said like the fact that it's a dance, like it is something, and this will lead into what I'm going to say, but, um, it's something fun. We're choosing to do this mm -hmm. and it, you know, like, every, <laughs> this is such a, a philosophy thing type, type thing to say, but it's like life's, you know, life's about choices and, you know, um, it's all about like the choices we make, you know, that day for that week, that month. And like, if we make a choice and then we start complaining about it, that's kind of where I, I pick up on that a lot and I'll, I'll catch myself doing it too. But like, let's, we make a choice to do weightlifting. Cool. Okay. So for me, um, it's about a mentality. Um, if I'm making a choice to do something that is hard on your body and I'll give it that it is hard on your body. And the older you get, the harder it gets. And um, the consistency is, is tough, you know, at times, especially as, um, you know, as grown-ass men or women, right? You know, I guess I don't, I don't know what it's like as, as a 20-some as a because I didn't do it then. I, I was playing football, but I wasn't doing this. So I can't – there's no good comparison there. So me, for me, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to put my body through it. If I'm going to, you know, stay consistent and, and make the, the sacrifice of time, I want to have fun. And I remember um, there was a very pivotal moment in my whole weightlifting, I guess, journey. I, I don't 
whatever. Um, my whole weightlifting time that um, I made that switch. And I remember talking, I, I got on the phone with my coach at that time. And I was like, listen, I've had, I've had kind of an epiphany. I've been throwing on <laughs> stupid music, you know, pop music, having a good time, kind of like not, not dancing around, but kind of like, you know, smiling, bobbing my head, having smiling when I'm lifting, not like frowning, not like acting like a, this is so deep and hard and, and, you know, I need to, I need to be upset. Um, but the second I made that switch, I started seeing incremental, um, increases in my lifts, in my numbers, in the, um, the ability to be consistent of like, I can't wait to get out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm going to throw the music on and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to hit a big lift and it's going to be fun. And, and I took that mentality to my first master's nationals. And I remember like, and I, and I've learned this from you. So I'm not going to act, act like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I brought this up or anything or made up this thing, but like, I heard you say it one time where you're like, when you go to a competition, you know, you shake everybody's hands, you know? And so we're getting in the line to be, uh, to be announced and, I'm looking around, I'm shaking everybody's hand. I'm smiling. Hey guys, you know, like being really happy and everybody's <laughs> cool about it. Right. <laughs> but then when you're sitting on, I don't know what the technical term for this, but I call it the rack. When you're sitting at the rack, you know, waiting to take your first, second, third or attempt, you know, I'm smiling, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I bob my head a little bit. So I look at the guy next to me and I got the guy next to me is like, straight face looking down like and listen everybody deals with um these kind of adversities in a different way so by no means am i talking down to those people but like i'm like hey man how'd you do like wh what are you going for and he just looked at me and he just looked back down <laughs> okay i should pone it down a little bit <laughs> um and understand awareness but like for me like i went out and i had one of the best competitions i've ever had and i was happy and I, I missed my last lift. I missed my last clean and jerk that would have given me third place. And I, that didn't bother me one bit. Like <laughs> now, what did it do? It actually, it built a little bit of fire in me to like, try, you know, get out there and do another meet and get in and really try to push for numbers, which I did, you know, at that, uh, at that beach meet that we did. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I hit the numbers that I didn't hit at the last meet, you know? So it was like that it did. But at the same point, I looked at that, that was, probably one of my most enjoyable meets like as a weightlifter because I walked into it happy. I was happy through it. I was listening to fun music. I was smiling, I was shaking people's hands. I met a couple cool people and I wasn't like, this is war because it's not, I chose to do it. Yeah. No, the, I've, I've heard a lot of stuff and I've seen posts and I've listened to shows and, so many people just talk about like you need to go to that dark place you need to dig down deep you need to you need to unbury those skeletons in the closet you need to do this you need to do that it's like that, that takes you to a dark place that <laughs> takes you to a place where eventually you're not going to get out yeah you're it yeah. that is always going to win right but my mindset has big switch especially the last year is I want to, I want to be in the light. I want to, I want to not only be in the light, but I want to be with other people who are happy, who are wanting to be light as well. Yeah. And I want to be someone who I can bring happiness to other people and 
who they're going to be attracted, not in like a weird way, but like <laughs> they're going to be attracted to what I can provide and what, what I like if I'm lifting around them. Right. I, I love that because at, at the end of the day, like, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going back to this because I think it's been coming up in my life a lot lately is, is the idea of we make choices. So if we're going to make this choice, let's make the best of it. And, um, you know, I'm accountable for all my choices. You're accountable for all yours. So like, yeah, you can choose to go in that deep, dark spot when you're on the platform. Like, cause if that helps you like get into a place where it, um, you know, you lift big weights, great, do it. Um, but for me personally, I like to be happy. I like mm-hmm. to enjoy what I'm doing, especially if I'm paying money to do it. <laughs> you know, like now, now it's a different story if I'm told I have to do it. And then, then it turns, it, it changes the whole scope of like what I'm doing if I'm being told to do something. And now, you know, we have coaches, coaches tell us to do things, but they're not like, I don't know. I, I think that uh, seeing um, the atmosphere of the, uh, the team we are on right now, the strength thing is, is really interesting and neat because they all have fun. They're all happy. They're, they're laughing. They're making jokes. Ryan's hilarious. Like I, I, I mean, that dude is like, I feel like that's like, that's a guy I could hang out with for like every day just to listen to him talking and, and just like, he, he makes jokes and, and it's fun and he has fun with it and he's lifting weights. And then he's just like, yeah, this is a good time. You know, like it should be a good time. Yeah, and I feel like if you're not enjoying it, then why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I just there's little things that have popped in my head where like I I work in construction in cool dark areas. That's where mold grows. That's where the the bad stuff is, and the mold will continue to grow and spawn and create inhabitable area. Yeah. And if you want to kill mold, all you have to do is get it into the sunlight. And if you get it into the sunlight, everything is going to, everything will be killed that is bad and toxic. I mean, (laughs) that's, that's a beautiful analogy right there. Like I, and I say beautiful because it's like, it's directly related to what you do. And that's freaking rad. Um, And (laughs) that was awesome. I, um, it reminded me of like, you know, cause you're talking about mold and dark places and, and like where that's where the bad stuff grows. I'm watching this show called true detective. Have you, have you seen that before? I may have. Is it's that pretty old? I think there's two seasons. There's four seasons altogether. Um, it came out like in 2012, I think. And I'm Is on like the Matthew first season. Hay in one of them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the one I'm watching. And it's, um, it's one of those like kind of dark shows, but, one of the things that they they show are these is this one detective gets so deeply invested into these murders, right? And he's just he's going into that dark place and it completely like ruins his life. And he, you know, he's been that guy because he's been undercover for so long and all that. And he's just like, he's in a very he's a very dark gentleman. Like, that's not how I want to live my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I see that stuff and I'm like, man, that would suck. Like I couldn't do it. And, and I think I have enough self-awareness to say I can do something or I can't do something. And, mm-hmm. um, weightlifting is something I love to do because I have such a good time of it. And, and just like we were talking in the beginning of this is like, 
you, you know, you're talking about incorporating your kid. How freaking cool is that to be able to spread it? Like, you know, give the joy of that to your, to your child. Like, that's awesome. I, I would love it if my kids do it and man, they're just not, you know, old enough yet. And Maddie would love to do it. I think Maddie could do a snatch, but we'll, we'll hold off on that for a little bit. <laughs> um, and you know, I could Jackson will get out here and deadlift every now and then, like, um, you know, he can, he can deadlift 40 kilos, which I think is cool. Nice. He doesn't have very far to go, but, <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh, but like, man, to me, like, you know, there's a couple, I, I'm a man of like very, um, very, I, very simple things. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of like, uh, things that I do. I do four or five things and I do a lot of it mm -hmm. and I, and I enjoy that. And so when it comes to something like weightlifting, I want to be happy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, um, something else I was going to say, but sometimes I'm, I get so into what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. <laughs> See, and that's why I have a notebook <laughs> and I'll write something down because I will forget every time. It's crazy. So let's see, um, you know, jumping kind of back into a little bit of like where you started, let's talk about where you started weightlifting. You started at like 32, right? Or 35. No, I was 30. I was 31, but I was about three or four months away from turning 32. Okay. And like, I mean, what, what brought weightlifting to you? So, I don't know if we've had this conversation before or not, so we'll talk about it. I don't think so. Okay. Um, so I got married when I was pretty young. Uh, I got married at 23. Uh, was wakeboarding and snowboarding all the time. Then all of a sudden you have <laughs> – you're not in school anymore, so you have rent. <laughs> yep. Yep. You have bills, you have all these other things, and <laughs> gas is not cheap in a boat. Um, <laughs> no, it is I'd not. say back in 2005, 2006, when I was going, like, we're going three to four days a week. Right. And it was pretty much me. Uh, people would pitch in, <laughs> this is how old I am. We are. People <laughs> yeah. would pitch in five bucks for gas. Yep. Yeah. But it was costing me $70 every day that we went. Yeah. Totally. So I might get 15 bucks. And then I ended up driving everybody and doing all that. Well, basically, I couldn't afford to do it anymore. And yeah. my dad ended up selling the boat when it broke. And um, that was kind of the end of my summer sports because i never since i was homeschooled i didn't really do any sports other than i did karate for like 12 years but mm -hmm. my i had my summer sport of wakeboarding and i had my winter sport of snowboarding and then all of a sudden snowboarding becomes a lot more expensive when you have a job that you have to go to <laughs> to make money <laughs> to make rent yeah so i was kind of like out of the athletic type of stuff and um had my daughter, when I was, I had just turned 26 and went through some pretty rough stuff with how the, the housing market was and the economy when it all crashed and like we lost our house and had to move in with our, my in-laws. And yep. I just kind of got into that depressed mode and didn't really have anything going on. And I just started getting, putting on weight. And before I knew it, I was about 240 pounds and not strong at all. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just fat. Wow. 
And then after I think we lived at, we lived with my in-laws for three years. We paid off over a hundred thousand dollars in debt in two years. Okay. And we'd saved a hundred thousand dollars to put down on the next house. That's fantastic. And then when we moved, it was like, something's got to change. And there was a, one of my customers told me about this thing that he started called CrossFit. And he's like, yeah, you'd be really good at it. So I'm like, all right. So I, he wanted me to go to the gym he was at, but I'm like, that's like 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. There's one that's a mile and a half from my house. <laughs> so I, we moved two months later, I joined the CrossFit gym, uh, threw up multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then about four months later, they started a weightlifting team and that was kind of the beginning of like, Oh, I don't have to run. I don't have to hmm. do all this terrible stuff. Like it definitely transitioned over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think like what you said, I'm, I'm a lot like you where I don't have a lot of friends, but the friends that I do have, I'm very close with. Right. And CrossFit is kind of like that social butterfly of like, I want, I have ADD and I want to do everything. Yeah. And then weightlifting is much more the like, you two are my friends. And then squatting is that person we tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, and that was kind of, as soon as that started, um, I, it was like, I think this is much better. Cause I was also, I coached CrossFit for a long time after that too, a couple of years. And yeah. what I would tell a lot of the athletes who are doing stuff like, well, you're just a weightlifter. You're not, what do you know about CrossFit? And I'm like, I've perfected CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have learned every single movement that there is and I've perfected it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it a hundred times, but I can do 10 of them and show you perfectly how to do how it. How to do them. Yeah. So yeah. like, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk my body and I'm not going to risk my weightlifting to do CrossFit um, and let the form break down and do all that kind of stuff. You guys can do all that all you want. Right. But, I, I'm much more someone who I want to, if I'm into something, I want to learn it and I want to learn it very well. And I want to do my best to be the best at it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think, I think that had a lot to do with like, we didn't even mean to talk about like me growing up and homeschooling and that kind of stuff. But like, right. <laughs> I had lots of learning disabilities. Like I was not a, a book smart kid. Right. And I had so many people tell me all the things that I couldn't do. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I don't need to do all of these things. I just need to learn what I'm good at and then become very good at it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what weightlifting turned into is I could, I could put everything into it and I could learn it like very well. Yeah. Man, I like that. Uh, you know, obviously thanks for sharing that, but like, um, we, we have very, we have, we have some similarities in our path of the sense of like, and, and I don't know if this was maybe a, a product of growing up in the eighties, but like, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I would get pulled out into the, uh, the trailers to do like the testing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you, well, in public school, they'll take you out and they'll bring you into this trailer with like a one guy is just like standing there and there's just like a desk. And you yeah. got to do these like time tests. And I remember hating them so much because like they're pulling me out of class. Everybody's asking me, well, where'd you go? Where'd you go? And, you know, and, and it was embarrassing. Um, I don't know what kind I don't know if I had disabilities or not. I just know that 
I know one thing was very clear that when I had a purpose and I applied myself to something, um, I, I, I really was, I, I could excel at it and, and I wasn't always great at everything, but like, and I think that's what sports brought me. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I've told this story before, but, uh, when I got into CrossFit, <laughs> this is so dumb. I, I was going through like this weird kind of like midlife. It was right after having, um, it was a couple years after having Maddie and I was in this mode of like, same thing where I, I had to stop sports and, you know, cause you got to pay bills and I had a kid now and all that stuff. Right. And I'm going through this thing and I found this, this guy online that does these like religious camps down on the beach. I don't, I forget his name, but you gotta, and then I found out you gotta pay like $10,000 to be part of it. And it's like, you go down and you do these big workouts and then you go sit on the beach and you have these like men groups where you, you talk and, and then like on the last day they have everybody box and all the dudes are like, you know, every dude boxes each other and then they're like crying together. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need something like that. So, so I'm on Facebook one night and I'm like, I see this thing where it says this guy comes on uh, this ad and he goes, I need, I need six men and six women to go through the biggest challenge of your life. And it's in Portland, Oregon. I'm like, Oh, honey. I looked at Alana. I was like, honey, I think this is like a TV show or some shit like that. I saw on, on that, that guy down in California. So I sign up for it. I show up to this warehouse and I'm thinking like, I'm going to be on a TV show. <laughs> the guy's like, no, there's a CrossFit gym. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I get and, and you know, I, I used to be this well, person. I, I hear these people are like religious <laughs> about this stuff. <laughs> right. And, and then at that time in my life, I had a hard time like saying no to people that were right in front of me. Right. And so mm -hmm. he's like, let's just get you signed up. Let's take your measurements and we'll get you going. And so I was like, okay, but I'm glad I did because it led me to weightlifting. It led me to coaching CrossFit. It led me to this idea that um, we can do sports into our late age. And man, I'll tell you, like, I, 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 the name of this show is the chef and the athlete, but like, you know, being an, being somebody who was intertwined with sports, like, I don't know what I would do without sports. It would just, it's like, I don't even know what kind of person I would be because it, for me, and I don't know, I'm, I would imagine you're kind of similar, but it, it gives a bit, a bit of purpose to my individual life, you know? Yeah, like, I enjoy it. it. And it makes me fun. And it, it's led me to some amazing friends. And like, cause before weightlifting, I, I'll tell you, like I, the, my friends were the people I worked with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one wants yeah. that. I mean, you know, like you, you, you got to no, work with that's them. That's how I was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think weightlifting is, is an amazing sport. And just to sum all this up, right? Like mm -hmm. weightlifting is an amazing sport. So let's just go out there and let's have fun. Let's smile more. Let's high five people. Let's, and I'm not saying we need to bring CrossFit to weightlifting where we're jumping down and doing the, you know, having a bunch of like going on and stuff. No, but what I am saying is like, shake a, shake a person's hand, meet somebody new, tell them, tell your competitor, good luck, yeah. you know, like encourage support, smile. We're not in a war. We're not killing anybody. We are, <laughs> we are that pay to do the sport yeah there you go yeah no that I, I i keep hearing so many people talking about uh 
how rough 2023 was and we used to do the or my wife used to do this thing yeah and then i finally snapped one day and i said we're not doing this anymore i'm the man <laughs> of this house and we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but no it was so the the kids would come home and they would she would say highs and lows so she would want to hear a high and a low from the day okay okay and after about three to four months of having dinner every night together mm -hmm. all anyone wanted to obsess over and get all riled up and pissed off all over again was the lows was the lows yeah. and the the highs were like the teacher gave us candy but this person said this <laughs> and did this and it, i was just like i can't handle this anymore we yeah. need to stop focusing on all the crap in our life yeah you need to it's in the past let it go yeah and let's focus only on the good stuff yeah and once we kind of like got rid of the lows it's like yeah if something bad happens we we're here for you and we can talk about it but let's not save these things and build them up as like stuff that we can't wait to like obsess over and talk over and um, like my kids don't really know anything about not that i'm hiding it from them but about like my my schooling and all that kind of stuff and right, what right. i kind of went through and um I, I i heard something recently and they said you are not what you have done you are what you do repeatedly yeah I and like i was that. like okay that's that's great like okay maybe 2023 wasn't like the greatest year but are you gonna obsess over it right and become a dark depressed like person who just can't get past it or are you going to keep looking for the good stuff and how to make your life better and that's that's such a great message because like and what you're saying and i like it and what you're you're teaching your your kids and your family is this idea that we need to let let things go like because i mean what is social media right it loves to put up all that negativity it loves to like you know enhance the negativity it's like what salt does to a dish. It enhances a flavor, okay? Mm -hmm. So social media is like salt. It enhances the drama, the negativity, and all that. And don't, don't get me wrong. I see positive stuff on there, but if, for the majority. But, like, you're teaching to be able to take a hard feeling, um, a, something that is stressed, something that is bad, that is negative, and just let it go. And there's so much, like, power in that. Like, I, you know, I, I think about it a lot. Um, I've talked about it with my wife a couple times, but like being able to let go of the negativity is, it's a powerful thing. It really is. And it, you, and, and let me ask you this. Once you guys stopped doing that, like, did you see and, and, and like, did you see more happiness in your household? I would say there was a huge shift. Really? I mean, that's cool. Huge. And really my kids rarely tell me about anything. Not, they'll tell me about, all kinds of great stuff that happens now. And I can yeah. see that they're not obsessing over what this person said, what this teacher did, what it yeah. was always like, well, tell me something good. Like, or I don't even have to ask like what good happened today. It's like, Hey, how's your day? And they're like, it was great. This happened, this happened, this happened. And yeah, I've got a little bit of homework cause I didn't finish this. I didn't do good on this test, but like I only, that's all the homework I have. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool thing, man. I like that you did that because um, you saw instant like turnaround. 
We need to be more positive. Like the world is hard as it it is. Why are we going to make it harder by focusing on all this negative stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, 47 minutes in and we could probably (laughs) talk for another hour if you really, I mean, we could go down some really philosophical things if you want, but, um, (laughs) it is a school night and my kids have been out of school for an entire week because of the snow. So mine, but they've just been sick. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So tomorrow is going to be, tomorrow morning is going to be a morning to get them, you know, back in the swing of things, but that's okay. We will work it out and uh, we'll, we'll do good, but um, I got to get them to bed. So Cornell, great show, man. Um, This was really neat. You know, we both had some good things to say and um, I, you know, for anybody out there who's, who wants to talk more about it, hit us up. If you're challenged by what we said, hit us up. Like, yeah. Let's talk about it because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all individuals and we all have our own ways. So we're just, you know, let's bring more positivity to life, to the sport. To ha- let's have fun. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Cornell, always thank you for being here. And uh, we will see you all.